Welcome to the PSD cast of Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Jason Lumberg, and today we have a very special guest, co-founder and CEO of Navitas, Gene Sheridan, whose company invented the industry's first gallium nitride power ICs. So welcome to the show, Gene. Thanks, Jason. Nice to meet you. Yep. Now, for the classicist among us, um, Navitas means energy in Latin, which should give our listeners an idea of your company's nucleus. But for those who don't know, um, can you give us some brief background on uh, Navitas? Sure. Navitas' uh, name was selected intentionally to describe the new energy that we're bringing to energy markets, namely power electronics, as we lead a high-speed revolution with our GAN-based power electronics. GAN allows you to switch power devices up to 100 times faster, which can have a disruptive impact on the density, size, and even energy savings of power electronics. Right. Now, what, um, what actually led to the development of the industry's first uh, GAN power ICs? Yeah, it's a very good question because we, uh, I think the starting point is actually the building of a really unique team. Um, I almost look at it as ingredients. We have a very unique accommodation of talents. We started with experts with silicon power discrete understanding, but also analog IC driver skills in the silicon world, but combine that or mix that with GAN material and device experts, and then finally mix that with power supply or system architect experts. It's the mixing of those ingredients, so those unique talents that we put together, and then focus that team to look at the opportunity and the challenge of GAN from a systems perspective, not a device perspective, not a technological perspective, but what's holding back and what could maximize the value and enablement from GAN. When we put that all together and looked at the problem from a systems perspective, we uncovered some very big um, challenges and some very big opportunities. The number one, GAN is very exciting in how fast and efficient it can be, but it's also very difficult to drive and control at those very high speeds. And number two, the bill of materials costs or system costs were very high, limiting customers' adoption. With our systems approach and that unique set of skills that we assembled with Navitas in the early days, this led to the invention. Over a relatively short period of time, once we had that team, once we understood those problems and looked at it from a system perspective, within six months we had invented the industry's first GAN power ICs that simultaneously solved both the challenge of how to drive and control GAN fast, as well as how to do it extremely cost-effectively from a systems view. So would you say this, the speed and the efficiency um, are the primary benefit to customers? Uh, like if, if you had to give like a, like a short pitch, that, that would be the case? Exactly right. So the speed and efficiency work together. You have to have them both. The speed makes power supplies smaller and cheaper, but you have to deliver higher efficiency to reduce the uh, heat that is dissipated if you're actually going to shrink the system while also delivering energy savings, which can be critical to a lot of applications. So the integration that we created leads to speed, unprecedented speed and efficiency, and the combination of those two brings you all of these system-level benefits of cost, simplicity, density, and energy savings. Okay, good. Um, so you, you mentioned um, personnel, and um, I, I, I can see the company is, is like a collection of like all-stars, so to speak. But let, let, let's focus on you specifically for a second. So I, I saw that you were the CEO of BridgeCo and VP and GM of a little company called International Rectifier, which uh, I think our 
I think our listeners probably have heard of. Um, so what led you to, into the intriguing world of power electronics in general? Yeah, I think International Rectifier and Power in general was interesting to me largely for two reasons. One, IR offered a very unique technical and managerial multi-year training program they called the Rotation Program. And select college graduates were given the opportunity to work in multiple fields um, that could be customized to the individual to not as more than a training program, as a hands-on experiential-based program in which you really worked as a product engineer, worked as a design engineer, a sales engineer, technical marketing, and I was able to customize a technical and managerial training uh, experience and career advancement that built a foundation that allowed me to learn many aspects of the company very quickly. So that was very fun, very attractive. The second, knowing power was a huge market, but also one where you can not only have a, a big impact on that market, but also an impact on our planet and actually have a positive impact on the sustainability of our planet was also appealing to me. So both of those were my primary motives to join uh, IR in the early days, and it's been a great ride ever since. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you did sort of just touch on this, but um, like your company bio noted that you, you were you kind of got experience in the trenches, so to speak, and you, you experienced all the different roles, engineering, manufacturing, sales and marketing, so you have a very versatile background. So what, how important do you think it was um, for you to experience such different perspectives across the, across the spectrum? Yeah, I mean, here, here again, I look at the bigger picture. I think Navitas is unique in that we're a very young company, but we're very rich in experience, not just myself, but others. And I think classically, uh, taking a company from ground floor and early stage and scaling it to become a multi-billion dollar organization as we target usually requires very different skills, very different people, and often very different management teams. Um, but I, I kind of pride myself in not only my background, but the background of the whole team that we've selected. These are people that are just as good in a small environment, innovating with their sleeves rolled up um, and creating something themselves as they are in leading, managing, and overseeing lar- large businesses and large teams. And it's very uncommon, I think, to find that um, versatility. Um, and I I think I can do that. I think my whole team can do it. And I think that's going to allow us to, to go from zero to, uh, like I say, a multi-billion dollar company over the next decade. Um, and certainly, uh, to your question, my background just gives me the foundation to help the company, guide the company in all the different phases and challenges we're going to, going to go through um, during that, this journey. Okay. So why don't we – so let's take a step back like a few steps back so you know you bring a lot of experience to the table and that that's really impressive so i'm i'm sort of curious what you think are some of the upcoming trends in power electronics that we're going to be seeing in the very near future yeah i think the single biggest opportunity there's this sort of holy grail that's been talked about um for a while now maybe maybe decades the potential to modernize power electronics by dramatically increasing your switching speeds, not just 10x, 100x, even 1,000x, and moving out of kilohertz to megahertz or single megahertz to tens or even hundreds of megahertz. Um, When you do that in a switching power supply, you have the potential to dramatically miniaturize the power electronics or dramatically increase the power density 
but it has to, as we said earlier, be delivered with increasing energy efficiency. And that is extremely hard and almost defies the laws of physics, which is why it's been a, a goal, but an unachievable goal thus far. That is actually now happening. It's happening at high voltage power electronics with the use of wide band gap technology such as GAN, and by solving the remaining cost and application challenges as GAN power ICs do, you can make a hundred times faster switching converter that actually improves energy efficiency. But it's not just the GAN. You have to combine that with soft switching or resonance topologies. You have to combine it with advances in high frequency magnetics. Um, all of these things have come together to create this perfect storm. And this is decades in the brewing to make that possible. So it's not just a GAN. You have to combine GAN with soft switching topology innovations and high frequency magnetics. And we can all of these pieces of the puzzle and we've gotten to the point that they're not only technically feasible, but commercially viable. This is also happening uh, in low voltage power electronics, not using gallium nitride, but actually CMOS silicon has now advanced through Moore's law to be so good that it can be applied to low voltage power electronics and allow DC to DC converters to switch at hundreds of megahertz, a thousand times faster than a traditional one megahertz DC to DC converter. When you combine that again with resonant or soft switching topology advances and high frequency magnetics, actually coreless or air core um, magnetics now become a possibility. The result of both of these, again, is the same common theme, a, a, a dramatic multi-order magnitude improvement in switching frequencies while actually improving energy efficiencies is gonna completely change the landscape of power electronics in terms of power density, energy savings, and, and even cost. High level, that, that's happening on many fronts, as they say, from different power levels, different voltage levels, we see that really occurring. And this is a very exciting time as a consequence. The next decade is going to see dramatic changes across many markets in power electronics. Right, right. Well, let's, let's close out and let's, let's keep our eyes firmly um, on the future. So you touched on a, a lot of what um, – you know, we have to look forward to in a lot of the upcoming trends. What, what would you say are some of the bi biggest challenges to achieving those, uh, those future trends? What do, what do you think some of the biggest challenges are for the industry? Well, I think the biggest challenge is built right into to, uh, an industry that hasn't seen this level of disruptive change is also maybe not so prepared for it. So just accepting, embracing, and um, implementing such a change will not be easy. And I think that's the piece that's easy as technologists and product companies. It's easy to underestimate. So we are trying to really focus on how do we help the industry. And it's not just us, but we work with many industrial partners that are enabling those resonant topologies, enabling the other components, the high-frequency magnetics, the leading power supply companies that really do want to uh, lead change and show the world what's possible. But this is going to take a lot of training, a lot of education, a lot of support, a lot of uh, awareness building. So creating that ecosystem is very important to us, and we're constantly adding to our partnerships that are going to uh, embrace this vision and help, help the industry do it, and two, spending a lot of time on change management, support, training, and education are, are key to really making this happen over the next five to ten years. Okay, that, that sounds great, Gene. Um, well, that, that wraps up another PSD cast. And uh, I want to thank you for your time, Gene, and to uh, our listeners, uh, thanks for tuning in.